what's going on, people? I would like to welcome all of you to another Q on One edition of the Talk to Q Radio Show. My name is Quincy, and this is my show. And with the Q on Ones, what I like to do is interview people. Sometimes they can be local entrepreneurs, or they could be someone um, who's doing their thing worldwide. Um, so it's an opportunity for you to get to know these people up and close and learn their story and what gave them the passion to do what they do or provide the type of service they provide. So please sit back and enjoy the show. And please be encouraged to share. A lot of people, including myself, kind of do their thing by word of mouth, you know. So the more you spread the knowledge about the show, then the more people who can tune in and grow this thing and make it bigger. And it also gives more support for the people who I bring on the show who are looking to get their product or services out to the masses. Without further ado, let's get to the interview. He's the president of iDream Media and JBM Productions, and he's the host of the very uplifting and entertaining Facebook Live series and podcast called Javon Show. Originally from the south side of Chicago, please welcome Mr. Javon Martin to the Talk to Q Radio Show. Javon, what's going on, man? I want to, first of all, thank you for bringing this audience in to clap for me. I appreciate that. Um, I appreciate this opportunity to talk to you today, to give you my dissertation as to why I am the greatest podcast host besides you ever. And I just want to thank you, man. Thank you for this opportunity to talk and to, to share with your, your listenership and your, and your people. So thank you, sir. All right. My pleasure to have you on. And, um, you know, I stumbled across you listening to the Dope Discussion from Erica podcast and um, you were a yeah. guest on her show. You all were talk, talking relationships. And then I went to your Twitter page and got to check out a few of your shows. And, man, I've been a fan ever since. Uh, tell us about the Javon show. You know, how did they get started? What is this, what's the show about? The, well, thank, first of all, thank you for listening and, and following. Uh, I'm a big fan of Erica. Uh, for giving me that opportunity. And so many great things have come from it just from being in a position to be humble and to be able to just say, you know what, um, I'll go ahead and do this thing. And, and so much greatness has come from it, including an opportunity to be on this great program. The Javon show was birthed out of quarantine mixed with a little bit of COVID. So I was <laughs> a, I was a guy that had a dream of being something. I just wanted to, to use my ability to talk for something that was for good. And I was instead using it for 65 hours a week behind the steering wheel, driving for Uber, driving for Lyft, Postmates, DoorDash, Uber Eats, uh, my kids. I was doing a whole lot of driving every day and every week for every month for about the last two years. Okay. And then COVID quarantine happened. And I said, well, I don't want people in my car giving me the risk of dying. So <laughs> let me go ahead and at least attempt to do this dream that I've been wanting to do. I've been doing the podcast for years, man. I've been, I've been talking. I've been interviewing people, but nothing to the level of serious that I quit my job for. You see, I, I was at State Farm, and I, I, I don't know if I just want to even give them away as where I was, but I was there, and then I was gone. And I said, now that I'm gone, I want to really focus on doing this I Dream Media 
and doing this JVM Productions. And instead, I got complacent and lazy, and then I got tired, and then I got distracted, and then I got scared. And then I got behind the wheel and I started to drive. So thanks to quarantine COVID, it was a nice little mm-hmm. cocktail. Add some strawberries. It tastes amazing. You, I, I was able to just <laughs> stop. And, and I stopped and I said, okay, let me go ahead and at least get on Facebook and start talking. And I got on Facebook and I started talking and I did two Facebook Lives. And they were well watched. And it was a great conversation. I said, you know what, I can... I can make another show of this. And that's when I started the Javon Show. And that's the long, boring story of how the Javon Show got started. And if you don't mind me just saying a little bit of what it is, I always wanted to sing. I always wanted to dance. I wanted to be an entertainer. Mm -hmm. And the only thing that stopped me was talent, Doc. I was not good (laughs) at singing. I wasn't good at dancing. But I knew so many people that were. and And they had great stories to tell. And I said, if I could use my platform to be a creative outlet for creatives, to be inspired by creatives, to inspire other creatives, then I might be realizing and walking in my purpose. And that's why I did the show, as a way of really pushing other creatives and inspiring other creatives to be creative. And that's what it's about, creatives being creative on the Javon Show. And that's why I can't wait to get you on there you to talk about, you know, you and what you've been doing and how you've been doing it. I got Erica on there. I've got other podcast hosts. I've got singers. I've got dancers. I've got writers and and people who are just using their God-given talent to, to inspire and shape the world. And if my show can be an outlet for that, then I think I'm doing something right. Man, it's a beautiful thing. And um, yeah, anytime you want to have me on, you just let me know and I'm there. Good. And right, I can right appreciate it. Let's go. <laughs> and and I before can appreciate you, you get the chance you know, to say no. Uh-huh. Right. <laughs> I can appreciate um the purpose of the show giving people a platform and um I understand that as well. But the production value of your show is way more advanced than what the average Facebook live is. I mean, do you have like a educational background and something that gives you a leg up on the competition yeah. when it comes to how you do the format of your show? Absolutely, sir. I have this educational background where I spent 10 years, not four, not seven, not nine. I spent 10 years at Illinois State University just to get a degree, sir, in university studies with a concentration in political science and and mass communication. 10 years of college, sir, where I took, oh, I took bowling. I took billiards and (laughs) kinesiology. I took acting. I took music. I took Spanish. I took a lot of classes in 10 years, which amounted to me lo- knowing a whole little about a whole lot. But during that process, um, back in high school, believe it or not, is where I got a lot of the education that I use today. And that's not me promoting people not to go to college. I mean, listen, go, get your education. But I should have went a different route because I used college to try to figure out what I wanted to do and what I wanted to be. And that's been an $86,752 investment that I could have used for, mm-hmm. I don't know, anything else maybe. <laughs> so so uh, that's really my background. I went to high school. Mr. Talley, my high school uh, teacher from my freshman year all the way to my senior year, taught, he, he gave me my own show that I produced and directed, and he taught me how to edit and cut stuff up. 
using my hands and, uh, and tape. And then I got to college, and I used that experience to, and built on radio internships. I worked at a radio station in Chicago, a real popular one. I had my own show when I went to high to college, I mean. I, okay. Uh, and so I just taught myself. And then I ran into a guy by the name of T.L. Holmes. And T.L. Holmes is probably, um, oh, I, I couldn't thank God enough for bringing this man into my life because he taught me to stop being lazy and stop paying everybody else to do stuff. When I get to do is sit down on YouTube and learn it yourself. So I've been sitting down and, and learning stuff through there mm-hmm. about how to cut and, and ideas. And, and that's the reason why the show is where it is now. Because I'm going to let you know, Q, the show started off like everybody else's Facebook Live starts. It was me and somebody talking. And then I invested in myself. I invested in my production because I knew that I wanted it to stand out somehow, some way. Right, right. And then I took the time to actually say, you know, I don't want to edit at 2 o'clock in the morning, but I'm going to because this is my dream. This is what I want to do. And I don't want to put this $60 towards this when I could be taking this fine girl out and making her think that I got money with the $60. Okay, fine. <laughs> I'll go ahead and invest it into this show. Because I couldn't do both, Q. I couldn't take the girl out and have a good show. So, right. Hey, so the you could have if you would have kept that $86,000. Sir, do you understand what I'm saying today? <laughs> Q, if I had that $86,000, I would have sent you six just for putting me on the show with a page to be on here. But instead, oh, I can't. Don't ask me now. It's too late. I'm here. But oh, so, so, so my life is, is a little bit different than everybody else because, yes, I have a pretty good show. That's not me bragging. That's just me being honest with you and the listeners. I have a pretty doggone good show, production value-wise. Um, I think yeah. the host could be better. The host could be – I mean, I, the host needs to get it together. But the show itself, I think I would put up against anybody else's Facebook live show, and that's like being the tallest midget. But um, <laughs> I just I wanted to do I wanted to do something that I thought was cool, something that would entertain me, and somehow it's found an audience where it's also entertaining others, and I'm really proud of that. It is very well put together, man. I definitely commend Bless you on you, that. And the one thing I uh, I like about your show also is that it's always positive. The interaction between you and your guests are genuine, and it's an overall feel-good type of show. And that's needed in society that focuses so much on negativity. And the family dynamic has changed so much these days, and I think that some parents may be failing their children. Now, as a father yourself, mm-hmm. what do you think that kids need these days to focus on positivity? They need parents that will allow them to be themselves, I think and to be role models for their children. I have a shirt, Q, that says dope um, parent raising dope kids. Now, there's a cuss word in there, and it's the kid, the shirt that my kids got me for my birthday. But uh, it says dope A dad raising dope A kids. And mm-hmm. I think that what has made our dynamic so positive and great is that my kids are free to express themselves. They're free to be who they are, whether that expression is anger, and then we can talk about it afterwards, if that expression is joy, and we can keep trying to relive it over and over again and being in that moment. My kids are able to say, Dad, this is how I feel. Think about it. I don't even have to worry about what they may get judged and look or what I might think of them because they know that I'm always proud of them. I'm always their biggest advocate. I'm their biggest fan. 
And I'll, I'll tell anybody in a second, like my kids are 16, 13, and 7. And okay. my kids know that I will fight a 13-year-old at a drop of a hat. And I'm 41 years old. <laughs> you don't mess with my kids. I don't care how old you are. There was this 8-year-old um, talking to my daughter, and I was listening to the conversation, and I was about to step in like, hey, shawty. I don't know what your thought this was, but you know, cause you don't play with my kids. So my, and my kids know that though. They know they have somebody that's going to protect them because he loves them. And, and, and Q, if I can throw this one at you real quick and I, and hopefully uh-huh. answering your question in some sort of way, but not only do I love my kids, but I actually like my kids. And I think that that's a big thing that we have to ask ourselves as parents. Like, do I even like these jokers? Like, I, yeah, I love them. I feed them. I clothe them. I give them shelter. Right. But, but, do I, but do I like them, though? And for me, with my three, I think I, I love and like two and a half of them, to be honest, if I'm just going to be real about it. Um, it's not bad. There's half of one, that, there's half of one that, that I go to Jesus on. Like, Lord, just do, do you want them or, do, or should I keep them here? Because I'm about <laughs> to send them to you. But... <laughs> But I, I like them. I love them. I, I allow them to be themselves. I allow them to feel the perfection that I have for them. And we sit and we talk. And I think that that is what keeps our dynamic so positive and so moving and so free. Now, I'm a talker, which we talked about at the beginning of the show. Uh, did I in anywhere answer your question, or would you like me to do a whole um, different back door. I know that you're recording this, and I don't, I don't want you to end up this part out. I'm really asking you, though. Did I even answer that question? Did I come close? <laughs> I think you did fine. I think you did just fine okay. in answering the question. I am loving, Q, I'm loving your questions, Doc, because you actually put time and think about your, 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 your guests and, and what they do and, and what their dynamic is. Can I give you a little secret about my show? We're going to go back to the family. I don't prepare for yeah, my go show ahead. at all, Q. People come on my show, and, and, and for most of them, I don't even know what they do until I say, so tell us about you. Who are you? And then when I say, I'm like, oh, okay, that's interesting. And I'm, too, you laughing at me. I'm, I'm so serious. I am so, like, one day I'm going to sit down and write out questions and think about it the way that you did on this interview. You have inspired me, sir. Now, I say that knowing that it's really not going to happen, but I'm inspired to try. And I think that that's what's the great dynamic about your show. One day I'm going to prepare for one of my guests, and it's going to be amazing. Well, if I can only reach one. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you reach this one, Doc. All right. So you mentioned mentioned role models, man. And um, Mm -hmm. how does a parent parent compete with social media? I mean, yeah, you want to be your kid's role model, but there's so much Mm -hmm. that's right in front of them. How does a Mm -hmm. parent compete with social media? I think that was great about every kid here is that every kid is, has their own little thing, their own little glitch, the thing that really holds them and captures them. I think that as parents, we have to sometimes be our kids in social media. So my son loves basketball. I've been, I had a basketball in his hand instead of a bottle. That's why he's malnutrition now. And I <laughs> knew that growing up, he was going to love sports. And my son loves sports, baseball, basketball, football. He loves sports. So what we do is we play sports. 
I'm 41 years old. I've had two knee surgeries. My back is hurting while I'm sitting down doing this interview. And, mm. But I make sure that my son isn't sitting around looking at other people on social media playing basketball with their dad. I make sure that my son knows that, hey, I'm right here. Uh, I'm taking interest in what you want to do, and let's go. And, you know, he plays that, that, that fighting game on the PS. Uh, the BS on the PS is what I call it. That's a good line. I just made that up. Um, so, you should you know, trademark I play that. that with him. I, listen, as soon as I get off this phone. But um, so we play that. My, my oldest loves uh, – she, she loves – working on things and trying to figure things out. So I do that with her. She's way smarter than me at 8 to 16 going on 17, but I'm still there. I'm still in there with her. My baby girl is, she wants to be an entertainer. So it's easy with her. She's got her YouTube channel creating. She's writing. She's making up songs. My baby is on it. So, you know, me, that, she's in my wheelhouse, which is why she's my favorite. I mean, the kids already know. It ain't no secret. <laughs> she's the one She's the one that's going to get that extra percentage of my, of my inheritance. They know it already. But so I'm their social media. So we act, we play, we, we use our minds and we do it together. And I do it individually with all three of them. Because if my youngest wanted to go play basketball, then she looked at me like I was, you know, had food written on my head because that's not where I'm going to reach her, but I reach her where she is. So that's how I think that I'm a role model for my kids and how I, get to be part of the social media with them because I am their social media. I am with them all the time. And I want to make sure that they always know that daddy is always ready and available in case nobody else is. I'm, I'm there for them. That is great, man. That is really great. You know, parents teach their kids to be tough and resilient, you know, not to let anyone mess with them and pick on them and things of that nature. But do parents still teach their kids how to love? I think so. I think, I think they try. I just don't know if they know how to do it effectively in a way that will be sustaining and everlasting. I don't know if I'm doing it right with my kids. I, I can guess, you know, that they haven't climbed on top of a clock tower and took nobody out. So right. I think that I'm doing a good job because my kids don't go looking for fights. They don't steal people's toys or their candy. They don't try to hurl insults at them to make them feel down. I think that I've taught my kids how to love in a way that is comfortable for them. And it it fits within their personality. I remember my ex-wife, God rest her soul, she's not dead, but um, (laughs) the one thing that she said uh, one time was that I think one of the somebody a friend of the family wants to give the baby a hug and the baby didn't want the hug and I'm like go and hug the baby and my ex-wife said no she ain't got a hug nobody she don't want to hug him and I and I and that sit that rested on me for like 17 years 16 years the baby don't mm. have to hug if if she don't want to my kids should never be forced to feel a feeling can I say that again because I like the way that I said it. My kids should never be forced to feel a feeling. Let whatever feeling comes at you be natural. And, but, but have a heart to be sympathetic and empathetic. Not a fool, because you can have sympathy and empathy and not be taken advantage of. But 
Mm-hmm. Have a desire to want to love and to be loved, and then what? And then make sure that you're doing those things that you want reciprocated to you. And and but don't feel like you have to be forced to feel that feeling. I want it to be natural. That way, it's your idea to to do that. It's your idea to love that way, and that's what makes it authentic for the person who that you're that you're giving that love to. And I'm not just talking about like a sexual love, but just that family brotherly love. And I think that's the other part that I did too, too, is that I I taught my kids what family is, and that family is love. So that me and your mom may not have made it together. But the love that we didn't have for each other, we have it for you, that we can give you that extra love to make sure that you guys know that you're valued and, mm-hmm. and wanted and needed in our lives. Um, so, so that's where I think that our, how we're able to, to do love. And right now it's been working, man. I got some amazing ones, and I'm just hoping that they're able to sustain that. And, I'm, and I think that it will because it comes from a natural, authentic place. That's great, man. That is great. And I heard you now you mentioned the ex and so I want to talk about the the man woman dynamic. And um I just want to speak to you from the man's perspective. Now, I'm all for, you know, when a man is young and getting started in life, he may not take relationships seriously, but we see guys who are way old enough to know better being totally disrespectful to women. Um you know, I know we mm-hmm. you've seen examples of countless videos of like There'll be women fighting in the video and grown men who are present instead of breaking the fight up, they're filming it or they're cheering them on. And mm-hmm. a man, a man is six things. Dr. Miles Monroe said a man is a protector, a provider, a teacher, cultivator, visionary, and a leader. Yet I don't really see these things in a lot of guys out here these days. What happened to men protecting women? teaching children and wanting to be someone that's admired? That is such a great question. And I wish that we had Mr. Miles to come in here and direct us both because uh, I would love to know that question, that, that answer. Like, it, I would love to sit down and, and really have a roundtable discussion with, in a real, true conversation discussion with men that do those different pieces of the pie, but, uh, and don't really care to change. So why are we yeah. so disrespectful to our women now? What gives you the right, what's going through your thought process that says it's okay to do this? I want to sit down and have those real conversations, but I think the problem is that some, that the men that do that, they, they how do I say this one? They are scared enough to know that it's wrong and that they shouldn't be out there bragging about it, even though they're doing it. And it's not that they don't know that they're doing it. They know that they're doing it, but they don't care. It's, I, it is what it is. I'm, I'm doing what I do. But then don't call me out on it because, you know, we, men don't like to be, be called out and, and have to defend themselves and all this other stuff. I, I've never understood the fingers get out of calling a woman a beast. You know, like mm-hmm. you are female dog and my mama was one of you my sisters female cousins and and the thought is is that i'm going to say that i am related to or i have a love for 
this quote unquote animal, this who I am just disrespecting by calling it all out of his name? No. How can you call a woman a bee? I don't I've never understood the disrespect for women. And that comes from a guy that was raised by a single black female who did everything she could to keep food on the table and the lights on and, and us with a roof over our head. And then <laughs> I have the, the aunties and the cousins that were around and I went to church six out of seven days, Q, so I'm I'm looking at the mother's board and the usher staff and the nurses and, and I'm seeing all these wonderful, beautiful loving women. So then how do I leave out of that situation and get into the world and then say B B B U B on K B U H, you know, all all these words besides queen. When that's what they are. And yeah, we don't get mad at them because they women, Q and, and women get on my nerves. I, I wouldn't trade right, them for the world but right. they do. My daughter's my mama get on my nerve. I hope she listening. I love you, mama. But it's just something like women are women are women. They they're gonna do what women do. They're gonna be what women be. But that don't make them a B or an H or a C or any other letter in front of a, a derogatory term. We shouldn't do that. We we shouldn't because we should be valuing them, and especially as, as us specifically the black men, we should be valuing high our queens and our princesses. Um, and make because the world is tearing them down. Why should we be contributing to the world? You got when that they, right. We should be their shelter from it. So you, you'll have to help me out because I will never understand you the disrespect that some people have freely and openly towards our women. I just can't. I can't get with it. Well, man, I'm I'm gonna have to get you on my um, panel discussion for an upcoming episode of um, my What Men Think series. Um, I started the series about a month ago, and I have guys sit around and we talk about different topics. I'm going to have to get the sixth component of manhood in there. So if you're down for it, man, I'll definitely tag you for it. Please tag me into it. I've already shown that I can be on time for an interview um, and that I can get you good reception. <laughs> so uh, so it would be an honor, man. I, I, I really would. And I would love for you to come on the Javon Show, and we hype it up before it goes forth so that we can get a, as big of an audience as we can. To, to just hear what men be thinking, because there's a lot on our mind right these days. So come on in and hear what we're thinking. No doubt, man, definitely. And so, Javon, it's been a pleasure. Where can people find Javon's show and connect with you on social media? Yes, sir. Ladies and gentlemen, first of all, thank you all for listening to me ramble for the last couple of minutes. And I really do thank Q for this opportunity to get on his show and talk to his people. To all of you, please, at Javon's show, at J-E-V as in victory, A-U-G-H-N, show. Not the Javon show. I didn't give you a the. Don't you put that the in there. But <laughs> at, at Javon show, that's Facebook and Instagram. Please follow me. You can also go to www.idreammedia.live. That's dot L-I-V-E, live or live, depending on what part of the country you are. idreammedia.live. <laughs> dot live and there you can see the show some past episodes you can see the other stuff that i'll be doing the expressions of praise tv show the relationship hotspot the marquise mondays with marquise um we have live with lash the i dream media is just a spot where you can go and get inspired and lifted and learn something new and i would love for you guys 
to come on through. And then there's one more spot. AnexusTV.com is the network on Roku and the network on Apple TV where you can watch the Javon show. So if you have a Roku, if you have oh, a, uh, a Fire Stick, yeah, you know, we're trying to get up in this world, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> trying to be legitimate. So um, if y'all can please just follow the show there, follow the show anywhere, just follow the show at Javon Show. It's where I would really appreciate you guys going and liking the stuff that I do and sharing it with the world, and I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. God bless you. God keep you is my prayer. Um, Quincy, you're the man, Doc. <laughs> Javon Martin, everyone. All right, so be sure to check out his show. As you can see, he's very entertaining. I've done a lot of laughing on this show. I've probably lost um, a couple of pounds laughing. So not only will you be entertained if you listen to him, you'll also lose weight. So keep that in mind. That's motivation right there. But uh, J- Javon, I, I, I've been anticipating this man for the longest, and I'm glad to finally get you on. It's been a pleasure, man. I put myself on mute so you can do your clothes, and I'm sitting here cracking up. You are so crazy. <laughs> I appreciate it, man. And that's going to do it for this T2Q podcast. Go to TalkToQ.com, and that way you can sign up for the email newsletter and be alerted to new shows as they come out. I'm on Twitter at TalkToQ, and that's Talk, the number two Q. So I want to thank all of you for listening to this podcast of T2Q, and I'll see you next time.